What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 78 of More Wrestling's podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Morrison, and I have got the head coach of the 2023 New York State Public High School Athletic Association Division One Dual Meet Champs of Starpoint, Coach Steve Hart. Coach, how does that feel, and has it sunk in yet? Well, Dylan, first of all, I'd like to thank you for having me on and, uh, you know, you know, being able to talk about our experience at the uh, New York State Dual Meet Championships. Um, you know, obviously it was a special one for um, for our program. You know, everybody involved in our program, you know, it's something that, you know, a lot of time, a lot of work has been put in, you know, to, to accomplish. And, um, you know, a, a lot of people you know, walk around with their heads held high today. Yeah, um, I mean, what, what was, uh, you know, the atmosphere like in uh, Starpoint right now? It's, I mean, it's Monday as we have this episode, and, uh, you know, you guys just, you know, just won it on Saturday. So, you know, your first practice back, um, how did the team respond? How was the, uh, you know, the community, the school district, um, all of that? Well, um, it, it, it's the school district, you know, everybody, a lot of a lot of congratulations, not just from the school district, but from the wrestling community, you know, far near and far away. You know, I have people from all over the state reaching out to me, congratulating me, you know, telling, telling me how, you know, over the last few years, the rise of our program has been impressive to watch, um, you know, and, and me being able to just express how, you know, not, it, it, not just one person, um, built this you know it's at the hands of many many involved many important people doing important things and and cumulatively it really was able to get us to this level where we we were able to you know knock off some very 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 good teams um at the dual championships and and be crowned champions yeah so i mean just one year ago which i was reminded by matt o'rourke's uh um, you know, it takes a village article that he wrote about Starpoint Wrestling. But just one year ago, you guys lost to Menacing Valley in the semis, fifty-five to seven. And you know, you guys were on the build, like you mentioned. But what went into bringing Starpoint Wrestling to the top in those last three hundred sixty-six days? I think since you guys lost to Menacing Valley last year. Well, um, you know, we uh, we 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 train year round, you know, wrestling for us is not just November till the end of February wrestling for us is it's a lifestyle. Um, you know, it's, it's buy-in from not only the kids, but the kids' families, right. You know, the kids' families sacrifice a lot, um, to get them where they need to be with all of our off season training and all of our off season events that we partake in. And some of those are, you know, far away, you know, from the thousand Island duels to, NHSCA Nationals, Super 32, Fargo, you know, those things are not, number one, are not cheap, not close, and, you know, a lot of planning and um, in preparation have to go into those trips. And, you know, it, it, it's complete buy-in from, from from the coaching staff to the parents to, uh, to, the, to the athletes themselves. Yeah, we spoke last night. I mean, reaching the state semifinals last year for Starpoint, like I know O'Rourke told me about it and, and Kendall Marshall told me about it, and I, I know you've mentioned it in your uh, interviews and stuff, but, you know, that really was a crucial point in Starpoint Wrestling, like, that really had that buy-in, you know, increase. And obviously you guys went from, you know, reaching the state semifinals to making it to the New York State Championships and winning in the finals Saturday. Um, You know, what? how important was it for your program to make it to the state semis? I mean, because we kind of talked about it last night. 
um, governor, we reached the semis in the division two side. And I, I mean, we're a very young team with one senior and like, I expect our program to kind of have a more buy-in in the spring and summertime, like Starpoint has, and it's shown, but, uh, you know, how crucial was making the state semis last year to, uh, the program? It, it, it was enormous. It really propelled us to where we are today. Um, you know, the kid, the kids were hungry. They saw that they were right on the doorstep of greatness. Um, but they also saw what it takes to achieve that greatness after getting, you know, um, pounded by a score of 55 to seven. Um, in that duel, we actually started at 132 pounds, I believe, last year against Minnesink. And we won the first match. So we were, we were winning the, the match three nothing i believe after the first match but then we only won one more match for the rest of the duel um griffin laplant last year actually beat the same opponent he wrestled this year zach mckernan to open the duel and then the next um our only other winner last year was jr lure who actually wrestled the exact same kid in wyatt boyce that he wrestled yesterday as well yeah that um, is uh impressive I, actually i was just reading back at the uh on track to see the duels um, and see kind of like similar matches that, that happen. And obviously, like you mentioned, Griff will play it. Like his win um, really sealed the deal for you guys, you know, on Saturday, which was, which was awesome. I mean, like I mentioned it on Twitter, it's just very hard not to root for you guys, you know, especially in the finals against Menacing Valley. Many of people thought you guys were the underdog, which I mean, you look at yourself and you, it, and then I was kind of telling my team about this as well. Like, you reached the state semis. Yes, we wrestled Tioga, but like you got to expect to be there now and you've got to keep that standard and, you know, you want to live up to it. Um, you know, people thought Menacing Valley, you know, probably was going to win this year, especially when, you know, Zach Ryder, it, it was announced Zach Ryder was coming back for this, this weekend. Um, you know, first of all, what did you think of that? I mean, with Zach Ryder coming back, I mean, I don't know if you guys planned on him wrestling, I don't know, a week ago. Um. I, I kind of caught wind at the Eastern States tournament that he was coming back, um, okay. speaking speaking with their coaching staff. Um, so I was prepared for him to be back in the lineup. I knew PJ was out for the season, you know, which is very unfortunate. He's a, he's a world-class wrestler, and we wish him nothing but a full and quick recovery so he could compete, you know, for that world team spot, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, you know with, with that said, you know, there's, you know, Obviously, they were missing one of their big guns, you know, the top-ranked kid in the nation at his weight. Um, but with that said, um, everybody's missing somebody at some point, right? It's it's the teams that are able to prevail through adversity. Um, I mean, Wanta was missing one of their better kids in their lineup this weekend, too, that nobody really mentioned, right? Um, our bite was out of their lineup, um, and, and that, uh, you know, I'm sure that didn't do that many favors against us in the semis as well. But again, um, nobody knows this point either. Gage LaPlante was battling the flu all weekend. He uh, he wrestled very hard and he is, you know, has the flu and was able to persevere, you know, through adversity and, and step up for his team when he, he was not feeling the best. Um, so every team battles, you know, these issues, whether it's injury or, or somebody missing for whatever reason, um, it's a sport of wrestling. It's the hardest sport there is. Um, and, and, you know, mental toughness always prevails. And, you know, the teams that are able to overcome these things, 
are are the ones that you see at the top at the end. Um, we were very fortunate, you know, things went our way. We won the coin toss against Wonton on the semis, you know, winning the coin toss was, allowed me to get Jaron Barrientos on Santucci at 102 and Cole Hasley um, on uh, Catrone. And I was able to win. We were able to win both those matches because I was able to have them present first at the weight I needed them to present first at. Um, and people don't realize, you know, the chess game that it comes down to in these dual meets with, with little things like that. Um, you know, from the outside view, you know, those things, you know, become nine, 12 point swings at times in, in win and lose you dual meets. Um, and, you know, and, and we were fortunate enough to come out uh, on the good end of those things. Yeah, no, like you said, um, and, you know, you kind of <clears throat> tell your guys on your team, do your job. And, you know, you mentioned I you mentioned it um, with your interview with uh, the New York State Public High School Athletic Association uh, media rep that interviewed you after the state title. And, you know, you said, do your job, which each wrestler has their own job, which most wrestlers, I mean, with a good team like yours, like yours, like everybody realizes, hey, I've got a job to do for this team. It's not a me, it's a we. And, you know, as far as you go and in coaching, like I, I know because of experience and we won a few tosses uh, this past weekend, which, you know, was crucial for our lineup as well. Um, we only had 13 guys and we were able to make some moves, which is very strategic. And you obviously were constantly walking back and forth, checking in to the table to see who was there because, you know, you had something up your sleeve, which Matt O'Rourke again, shout out to him. He said, you know, you're, you're the brains behind the operation at star point. And, uh, you know, you're, you're one of the smartest ones to do it. So it's great to see that as far as, you know, you have your own job as far as coaching, the coaches and staff does. And then, of course, the wrestlers as well. You know, how crucial is it for, you know, guys to go out there and maybe they, you know, you're throwing them to the wolves, but they have their own job. And maybe it's the guys that like Griff or Gage or or others or the Barrientos that are going out there to get the pin against some of these guys. Yeah, it's um again, like you said, everybody has a job, whether it's, you know, getting a pin, um, you know, winning by a major tech fall, getting bonus points, or on uh, on the flip side, not giving up a pins, shaping points, you know, fr- from some of their better guys. You know, at Wanta, you know, my kid landing Graney up at 189, bumping them to 189, where they bumped Noah Core into their state rep. You know, I his job, I told him before he went on the mat, if you do not get pinned, you did your job. He held it to an eight nothing major. He saved us two points. And, you know, two points goes a long way in, in, in these tight duels. So, um, you know, you know, just guys like that doing, you know, you know, punching the clock, you know, putting their work boots on going out there and not necessarily, you know, you always wrestle to win, right? You always wrestle to win. But once you know, you know, you may be wrestling, you know, an opponent that may be just on a higher level, you're still going to compete hard and wrestle to win. But you also in the back of your mind know you have a job to do for your team and, and, and whatever it takes to get that job done, you're going to do. Yeah, and like at 215, you sent out, I assume it's your backup 215-pounder against Gallo, right? And then you bumped up Caldwell to 285. And, of course, your starter, which is Hunter, I believe, right, um, had to sit out. But, like, so as far as good teams go, and I know Tioga is very similar to this because they have very good depth, and, you know, you have you guys have depth as well. Um, you know, how do your backups respond? And, you know, maybe what, what do you preach to them as well? But how do they respond not to, uh, to, to be the starter and, you know, being used to – they have to have the the significance of working hard and being there for their team because they don't know when they're going to step in. Um, you know, how do you preach that to them saying like, Hey, it's the next man up. You know, you don't know when you're going to be used, but just because you're a starter doesn't mean you're important to the program. 
No, see, and, and, and you know, um, you know, the term starter for us is is used very loosely because you know, I we have 15, 16 guys that I consider, you know, you know, starters for us. And it, and it depends who's in the lineup based on the matchups from our opponent. Right. So you always are going to have your top guys that are always in the lineup, but then you have your other guys that are starters and depending on who you're wrestling, they're in the lineup or maybe one of the other guys are in the lineup, you know, depending on how you match up and, and, and what's best for the lineup to, to get the dual championship win. Um, for instance, um, we actually have three really good 102 pounders, you know, with Jaron Barrientos, um, Cole Hasley, and Sean McDonald. Sean McDonald, you know, he, he is he's like 26 and 7 on the year. Um, he's placed in every tournament he's wrestled in. And um, I actually weighed him in heavy this weekend because I, I had a plan against Wanta where I ended up having to bump a 102 pounder in that I weighed in at 110 up to um up to um anthony at 118 from wanta and uh you know and, and he took one for the team going out there and he knew he knew what was happening and, and he really went out there you know to battle for his team and i could you know we commend our guys like that you know george thompson is a 189 pounder for us that i bumped up to ethan gallo um and i'll uh, uh if you don't what i'll do dylan is um I'll let you in on my secret for the Minnesink Valley match. If, if you All right, let's hear it. Um, so my secret is this, is um, the starting weight class was 152 pounds. Yep. Um, I weighed in down. So I weighed in Griffin at 38. I weighed in CJ Uptogrove at 45, which he has not been at that weight all year long. He's been at 52 all year. Mm -hmm. I weighed in Zach Caldwell at 52 and Gajan at 60. Um we really needed to win the coin toss in that duel. And we did not win the coin toss. Menacing Valley won the coin toss, but they gave me what I wanted. So I needed them to present first at 152. And they chose odd, meaning we needed even. So they had to present first at 152. They have two 145 pounders with Griner and Zach Philippe. Zach Philippe is a young, tough wrestler, um, and Luke Greiner is, you know, a returning state qualifier who's very tough and NHSCA um, All-American. And uh, I knew that I needed Uptogrove away from Greiner. So if they presented first at 52 and sent out Philippe, I was able to send out Uptogrove to get him away from Greiner. So... Once they chose odd, giving me even, I knew they had to present first. So once they presented Philippe at 52, I sent up to Grove out, who ended up getting the major for us, which allowed me to bump Caldwell to 60 um, and ended up beating Quentin Morgan. And then Gage, I had to bump to a nationally ranked kid in the weight class above him, not feeling well, against Andrew Philippe. And he went out there, you know, and lost a 6-2 match, keeping it to a decision. But what that also did was this, and I don't know what they were thinking, but I knew what I was thinking is I had to hold Philippe at 72 because I could not allow Philippe to bump to 89 get, um, um, and have Ryder bump to 215 and Gallo to 285 trapping Caldwell on either Ryder or Gallo. Right. I, I needed that win out of Caldwell. So by holding Philippe 
at 72 prevented them from rolling their entire lineup up and knocking off Caldwell. Because once I sent Gage out there, they knew they needed to beat, try to beat Gage with Philippe or else Gage was going to bonus whoever else they sent out there. True. So that was, that was my entire plan there. And it ended up working out for us. That's great. That's, that's awesome. I know, um, it, our match against Seabird was the same way. Um, but like, I love when that happens because, you know, you leave walking the circle of the coin, coin flip and it's like, ah, shoot, it didn't go your way. You don't know. I mean, you still have faith in your guys and, and how it's going to play out, but that that's great. I mean, and it, once I saw your other guy uh, warming up and uh, Caldwell, you know, kind of took a step back, I'm like, all right, he's going to go up to 285. He's going to get the job done. And, uh, you know, star points going to get their, their bonus at that weight, which it was great to see. Um, but that's great that that's how it worked out. Um, you know, so talking about Zach or uh, Matt O'Rourke's article about it takes a village, you know, talk more on that. And like your assistant coaches, I know you have Kellen Devlin in the room, Kyle McGregor, um, Brian LaPlante. Um, I know there's a few more that you mentioned, but you know, explain to your, about your coaches and then, you know, just the village itself and you know what makes star point wrestling so successful. Yeah, you know, and, and and that's what that's what makes it so successful is is the village that contributes, you know, to all aspects of, of of what it takes to be great in the sport of wrestling. Um, I'll start with Kyle McGregor. Um, as I as I was quoted in the article, Kyle McGregor puts in an absurd amount of time. Um, you know, we have our six. We're wrestling six days a week. Well, you know, he runs a club practice on a seventh day for anybody that wants to get extra work in. You know, he takes time away from his personal life and, and, and works with our guys one on one when I'm at home with my family to spend time with my family. And, you know, and he's putting, you know, that extra time in him and I uh, and Kellen, you know, travel the country to coach these guys at national events. Um, Kellen um, runs his KD6 club. He runs it out of LaPlante's barn. Um, the majority of our guys are part of Kellen's KD6 club which, you know, has, has, has brought us to the level we are technically um, and, and with our, you know, wrestling mindsets, right? Um, you know, Kyle and Kellen, you know, they 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 breathe excellence, you know, they breathe perfection and, and confidence, you know, and, and these things go a long way, you know. I mean, the mental aspect of, of it is, you know, almost half the battle in wrestling, right? Um, and these guys really, you know, these guys really are the difference makers here. Um, the LaPlante family, right? The LaPlante family puts up a barn, you know, and, and, and builds a wrestling facility in their backyard and open their home to not just all start point wrestlers, but the majority of section six wrestlers. And um, it's really propelled us specifically, but it's also helped advance our section as well. I think what you're going to see is on the large school side is section six is going to place pretty high as a team in the individual state tournament. Um, and, and, you know, the LaPlante family is, is, is the nucleus of our success with, with all they've done and all they contribu contributed and, you know, Coach LaPlante's wrestling knowledge and, 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 and everything that comes involved. Um, Joe Buscalia has been my, you know, been with me since day one at Starpoint. He's been there long. He's been the assistant coach there since like 2001, I believe, 2002 maybe. Wow. Um, and and he, he's a phys ed teacher right in the high school. Um, you know, so he, we have a presence right in the school every day. And he's handling operations that, you know, you really, that can't be handled by somebody that's not in the building full time, right? Um, so people don't realize how important that is. And then um, Wayne LeBlanc, he's our modified coach. And Wayne wrestled for me his senior year. My first year as the head coach at Star Point. Um, we hired Wayne 
the year after he graduated as the modified coach. He's been with us ever since. You know, Wayne, as I always say, does the dirty work. He coaches the modified, and then he takes the JV guys to all the JV tournaments around while we're split up in the varsity. You know, I do a varsity A and B team, um, you know, at all these different tournaments based on level so everybody's getting their proper comp- level of competition so um you know these guys are just su- you know are super important to our success and without them we really really you know wouldn't be where we're at yeah um you know talking about the coaches um i was just found an interview on uh nisfa shared on twitter and this was 2018 anthony robinson's interview after winning states he said my coach he's a little crazy but he's doing something right so, I mean, it clearly shows that what they're doing, what you, what you guys are doing in Starpoint, um, you know, especially with Kellen jumping on staff this year and, and doing what he's doing at uh, at Poundtown RTC, um, you know, it's it's definitely showing off and it's great. And, you know, you battle test your guys. We talked about the dual teams, you know, there are the, you know, dual matchups that obviously made you guys become state champs this year, but also the individual time of the year right now as well. And, you know, you were at the Windsor tournament where we talked, you got the more, more wrestling shirt um, as well, but uh, you know, you left Windsor tournament right after the finals and you hit the road for Pittsburgh to the power eight tournament, right. Uh, where Gage yep. and Griff will play and we're wrestling at, you know, explain how important it is to, you know, put your top guys, um, you know, in that position where they're battle tested, especially come Albany, um, you know, you're not looking to be the biggest fish in the in a small pond, right? Because you guys, you, you sent me a message June 16th or June 13th uh, this past year, you know, asking, hey, I want to I want to go wrestle Wanta. I want to wrestle, um, you know, Burnt Hill, somebody big. You wanted to wrestle a, a top five ranked team in the state just to you know, put your guys through that battle test during the year. So they're obviously ready for, you know, what OCC, SRC Arena to win a New York State dual meet t- title or for Albany to win a New York state title at the MVP arena, you know, explain why it's important to battle test your guys. Yeah. So, so our, our philosophy is that, you know, we want to face the toughest competition. Um, You know, I've said it before and, you know, and, and we are all like-minded, you know, on our coaching staff and, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to put you against the toughest competition and try to find you a loss. And if you, and if you don't, lose well kudos to you but we are going to put you in position against the toughest competition in the country um you you know to make sure you're battle tested for those matches when it comes down to the deep waters and um i think you know what people have realized that when we're wrestling um our style of wrestling is we are always looking to score points we are always looking to be offensive we could be up five or six points with short time left and you know most I've seen a lot of guys just want to secure the win and not do much hold position, but we are still trying to look to score because we are trying to look to score from the opening whistle to the end of the match whistle in every case at all times. And we will keep that philosophy moving forward. We will always battle test our guys. And that's why, you know, I'm thankful our athletic department allows us to split our schedule. Like we have, you know, we were the weekend we, I saw you at Windsor. I had my, um, you know, my varsity A team at Windsor, I had two guys, you know, the LaPlante brothers at Powerade, and then I had eight guys at varsity guys at the Akron varsity tournament, while I had another eight to 10 guys at the Akron JV tournament. So we were wow. splitting four different tournaments that weekend. Yeah, you're busy. And which one thing I wanted to talk about at the Windsor tournament, and it's one thing I noticed, and I like respect 
the hell out of. But this, you know, to see the the close knit group that Starpoint guys and the new fan guys are, you know, you and Kevin Lutinsky were, you know, helping each other at Windsor, whether, you know, a new fan kid was wrestling, you guys were there helping out, whether it was a Starpoint guy, he was there helping out, you know, you know, I saw Kevin at the state duels as well. And, you know, I just kind of want to hear the relationship. And, you know, you talked about how se- section six has come together to train at the Poundtown RTC and become a good section. Um, you know, talk about the relationship within section six and how others are kind of helping each other out to, you know, build and, and be successful and, you know, kind of egos aside. Yeah, we do. You know, we do have a, a good uh, tight knit group of coaches up here in section six. Kevin, you know, coach Wasinski from new fans, good friend of mine. We do a lot with each other in the off season. If you look at our, um, our nickel city duels and our, um, in our thousand Island duels teams, you know, we, you know, they're represented by new fans, our point in a few other teams as well. Um, to, to combine, to go out and compete together. We train together during the season in the off season and in the postseason. I mean, they were at our place today for practice. Um, you know, we, they're small school, we're large school. Our guys match up with each other, with each other pretty well. So, you know, it, it helps, you know, we help one another prepare. Um, uh, Coach Wasinski was down there with uh, Lexi Doxy for the um, the inaugural girls NISFA tournament. She made the finals at 126 pounds, and he stayed the night to come out and support Star Point Wrestling and uh, you know and offer any advice he had on based on lineups that he's seen as well. So uh, you know it it really helped um, you know and 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 it helped propel us to a, a state championship. Yeah, no, I mean I I love that, and that's kind of what I respect about it because it's. And it's cool, like talking with Matt, like he said, you know, going to Poundtown RTC, going to the barn and and seeing guys come together, whether it's former Section 6 wrestlers or just, you know, the coaching staffs that come together and and watch the kids just train and seeing there, sitting, sitting there and being a part of it. Um, and it's it's cool, like he was talking about how close you guys are to Lockport, like eight miles one way you're in Lockport, um, eight miles the other way you're Niagara Weedfield, you know, and it's, you know, 15 or 16 miles up the road, you're in Newfane. Um here I am sitting middle of governor. And, you know, if I drive probably after this podcast, I'm going to the gym at Zoe Griffith's dad's gym in governor school district, about nine miles away again in governor. Um, but like if you go governor school district one way from edge to edge, it's like 21 miles. If you go the other way, edge to edge, it's about 15 to 17 miles. So it's very cool. And, and it's great that you guys have those schools nearby that you guys can train on, you know, again, egos aside that you guys are just putting in the time to help each other get better. And, uh, you know, it's going to be the betterment for them, the, the students, the, uh, the schools and, and all that. And it, it's just great to see. And it's, it's, it's great to have a facility like that too, because I don't know about you. I know the weather has been, it's always bad in Buffalo, you know, during the winter time, but governor, I mean, we haven't had, we've probably had two or three weeks in the last two months where we practiced three or four times in a, in a week, you know, with, you know, after school activities, snow days, you know, this, that, or the other, we just haven't been able, or traveling, right? We traveled four hours to Tioga or or three and a half hours to Tioga or Windsor or uh, Shaker. I mean, we're on the road a lot, but uh, having our own facility, like facility like the plants have with the barn, um, you know, it's, it's great. And like, I just love seeing posts about that because having your own place and uh, somewhere that people can't, can't say, Hey, you can't train here. You can't be here at the, these hours. It's, you have your own place it's it's really going to set us apart up here but i'm looking forward to that 
Yeah, you know, it's definitely a benefit, especially like, you know, in the off season, right? When, you know, your what your wrestling space in the school is used for other activities, you know, other, you know, phys ed, other sports, you know, stuff like that. So it really gives you a place to practice in the off season, which really is what builds your program, which builds your team. You know, they always say summer summer wrestlers make winner champions and you know and, and that phrase is the truth you get you get out of it what you put into it you get what you earn all these different phrases you know they're they're all the truth you know um the work speaks for itself and you know i'm just very very fortunate and grateful for the supporting cast that i have um again no one person has built this you know i got a lot i got a lot of people reaching out congratulate congratulating me and things like that, but it, it, it's not me. It's it, it's everybody with their hands involved. And 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 for me, that you know, the the main credit goes to these kids who bought in and, and, and put the work in and, and and brought it all weekend long. Yeah, no doubt they they definitely deserve it. And um, you know, it's it's great that Starpoint came out on top. You know, looking forward to the individual state tournament. Like, what are you? What's your next few weeks uh, looking like as far as you know? You got class tournament coming up. You got the uh, sectionals, obviously, in a few weeks. But uh, where your uh, where's the mindset now uh, leading into the individual, you know, time of the season? Um, you know, so now you know the focus was on the team aspect. Nobody, no one person was bigger than the team, right? So yep. if I had if I had to bump you out of the lineup, you have to understand. If I have to bump you up, you have to understand. Um, you know, in every note, again, it was not about one person. It was about a c- cumulative team effort to go after winning a title, which we accomplished. Now it's going to be the individual concepts, right? The individual um, accolades and everything is going to be about each individual, right? So now um, they're going to choose the weights that they're, they got their 50% in, which they think is best for them. I'll give them, you know, all the information at hand where this is what it looks like at this weight, this weight for pro season, you know, you guys make a choice. And, you know, my, I, I always say my philosophy is my guys are allowed to choose what postseason weights they want to go. Um, and then, you know, we're going to focus on each individual and uh, on where they need to improve situations they need to improve so that they could place as high as possible at the state tournament, sectional tournament, and or class tournament. Yeah, perfect. Um, one thing I wanted to get into was, you know, your kind of your background into the sport. I know you wrestle at Kenmore West, right? Um, you know, yep. you're, you're, co- you're coaching as well. Uh, you know, you coached, I believe, at Kenmore East and Iroquois. Um, if looking at the, uh, I think it was an article I read earlier today, but, you know, coaching at th- both of those places and now at Starpoints, um, you know, growing up, who were some of your mentors, you know, in your coaching career early on? And, you know, why did you get into the sport or into coaching wrestling as well? So, um, you know, I, like you mentioned, I wrestled at Kemmer West High School in the mid to late 90s. Um, and, uh, you know, um, it, it was a great sport. I was, I actually came up, you know, um, be, you know, being a multi-sport athlete, I play a lot of basketball. That's why you see me in a walking boot. I actually injured my ankle playing in a 40 and over men's basketball league. Right. <laughs> so, um, I, uh, I got, I got into wrestling in about fifth grade, um, you know, and, and fell in love with the sport. Um, you know, we had some, you know, pretty good teams as I was coming up. I, you know, came up under the Pacillo family. Mike Pacillo was a state finalist, um, in, I believe 1994, um, Jerry Pacillo section finalist, um, Rob Pacillo section placer. And then, you know, a lot of my friends, you know, as we were coming up, we were top 10 ranked team. And as I got older and they grit, they graduated um because i was younger than all them you know 
um, my, my training partner, my, you know, lifelong friend, God rest his soul, John Tuck and I, you know, really put the time in super six, you know, trying to, um, you know, become as best as we can. And, um, we, uh, you know, went, competed hard, um, you know, I lost to a good friend of mine who was at the state tools watching Eric Wiseman, who was a state finalist and, uh, he was there supporting us. So, you know, these develop lifelong friendships from there. Um, I actually began working in the Kenmore schools, which, um, I was working in the buildings and grounds unit there, um, in a wrestling position opened coaching the modified level for Kenmore East. And I took it on, um, loved doing it actually ended up helping out with the varsity in JV after my modified season was done. And it just took off from there, really. You know, uh, we had our first state rep when I was at Kemmel East. Um, our heavyweight, Mike Federigo, it was our the first state rep since uh, Mark Kessler in the 1990 or 91. Um, and, and it was Kemmel East's last state rep as well. Um, from there, I went over to Iroquois. I was uh, coaching with Pat Lloyd at Iroquois for a few years. Um, I had the pleasure of coaching, you know, a lot of um, state reps, uh, two times state champion, Jimmy Clock, who's now the head coach at Iroquois. Um, and, and then from there, you know, it took me over to the opportunity at star point where I've been there now for about 10 years. And, um, you know, over 10 years, we've had a lot of success individually, you know, as a team, we've won league titles, um, you know, uh, qualified guys for States had an individual state champion and, you know, about, I'd say five years ago, you know, is really when, um, things started really coming together, you know, the kids buy-in started really reaching higher levels, and um, you know, you got what you seen this weekend. Yeah, it's uh it's definitely, you know, in the last ten years, Star Point is on the rise. And, you know, Matt O'Rourke had kind of talked about, you know, the the original powers of section six in the last decade, and then you guys kind of coming into the fold and and now putting yourself on the map where um Star Point is obviously one of the teams to beat now, which is great to see. Um, you know, I, I wanted to talk about a little bit, you know, you're, you're also an assistant coach for the football team, right? Have you been able to pull up football players over to, to the wrestling mats? Oh, absolutely. So, I, I mean, I think football and wrestling go hand in hand. Um, you know, I think that um, wrestling does a lot for football players, you know, obviously with conditioning, toughness, hand fighting, especially for, you know, offense and defensive linemen. Um, George Thompson, big-time football player that, you know, was the one I, I bumped into Ethan Gallo. Um, somebody, one of the, one of the kids who wrestled in seventh grade and stopped wrestling and came back out this year his junior year that is, you know, um, having a really outstanding season his first year back since seventh grade, um, Derek Knipple. He won a huge 5-3 match in the semis against Wanta against a very tough kid um, to help us win that dual meet. Um, and he's a kid that I think is going to make some noise this postseason. Um, his junior year and set himself up for a run at the state tournament next season. Yeah, perfect. I mean, I'm glad that, you know, you're able to pull football players over. Um, I believe we got like two minutes left on this chat, but, uh, you know, I kind of wanted to, I can't close the edit out without talking about Kendall Marshall. You know, if there's a bloody nose or a sprained thumb on the sport, Star Point wrestling team, they're uh, Kendall Marshall. Uh, we ran cross country together. He wrestled, uh, wrestled also for Malone, which is about an hour and a half north of me, but, uh, you know, shout out to him. Um, it's cool to see him helping out with the Star Point Wrestling Program and kind of still being involved with the sport in one way or the other. Yeah, Ken, Kendall's great. Um, Kendall and I have a great relationship. He, you know, he takes care of our student athletes. He, you know, tries to advance, you know, the medical training aspect 
for our guys, you know, make sure they're ready. They're ready to go. They're not on the shelf. They, they, they rehab through injury so that they're ready to go and, and, and we're not missing them for these important events. Um, so, you know, it was great to have him there this weekend. Um, he's been doing some really good things for us at start point and, uh, we're, we're lucky to have him. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping to see you guys. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely going to see you guys at States in a few weeks and, uh, I'm looking forward to, well, it's about a little less than a month from now, uh, from the state, state tournament in Albany. Um, coach Hart, you got anything else to add? No, I just, Dylan, I'd like to thank you for your time. Um, you know, to, for letting me talk about our program and some things that have helped us get to where we are, the people that have helped get the program to where it is. And, um, you know, and then obviously I gave away my secrets from this weekend about the moves I was making, but uh, hopefully, hopefully that doesn't come back to bite me. No, I won't. <laughs> no. But uh, coach Hart, I appreciate you for jumping on more wrestling's podcast. Also, I'd love to give the shout out to the uh, Western New York followers that I've got on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Whoever listens to this podcast, I know a ton of people that, you know, always share my content on Twitter and, uh, you know, I, I appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, thanks again for listening to episode 78 of More Wrestling's podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Morrison. Go Starpoint.